We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. WEI. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Starting Merloni, Fourier, and Mega. <laughs> this was the old Razor intro in uh, no Progression Keith. Oh, in the good old days. This was his music until they co opted it. This is uh, Greta Van Fleet, correct? Yes. Oh, great music. I knew this guy has great taste. He's got great taste in hockey, he's got great taste in music, and he's got great taste in radio stations and appearance times. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline. Local hockey celebrity and analyst extraordinaire, former Boston Bruins goaltender, and occasional morning show co-host here at WEEI, it's Andrew Raycroft. Raycroft is brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, by D'Angelo Grilled Sandwiches. For a limited time, get 20% off your order using code 2020. And by Brennan's Smoke Shop, the very best smoke shop in Massachusetts and now in New Hampshire. Brennan's, after 30 years, expanding into tax-free Hudson, New Hampshire. Razor joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. His appearance is over at the tail end of all of those reads promoting his appearance. Good morning, Mr. Raycroft. How are you today, sir? I'm wonderful. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Yeah, did you have a good holiday, sir? Yeah, excellent. How about you guys? Everyone behaved and, and didn't gain 28 pounds? Uh, I make no promises. I make yeah. no promises. That's what New Year's Day and resolutions are for. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Crank the gym membership. <laughs> exactly. I gotta, I gotta get a good sweat in someplace, and uh, I also need a slight refresher from all of the Patriots talk that Andy and I are used to here on the station and on our podcast, Razor. And it's nice to actually talk about a team that is out in front, a team that is that is redefining its identity in a positive capacity, a team with energy and a big bright future um before i get into last night's win in jersey a nice 3-1 win with those two third period goals i just want to ask you as a goaltender have you seen a performance like cam talbot's the other night in ottawa i have 49 saves and how many did he face in the i think it was like 26 alone in the third period uh in just a you know a probably long-term forgettable regular season game that has to be one of the most memorable performances on record it, it was impressive, and and he caught a heater there in the third period. Twenty seven shots from the Bruins, then overtime, then the shootout as well. He didn't give any up then. Right. So uh, it was, yeah, it, it was it was very impressive to come off of the holiday weekend and be able to put something like that together from from Cam Talbot. So the the Bruins certainly 
you know, I don't know if they had their best the first couple periods, but they deserve better in the third, no question. And what did you think about the bounce-back effort last night in Jersey? Tied 1-1 going into the third, then Berge strikes, uh, turns the tables for them. Uh, pretty solid effort, and uh, Linus Elmark, once again, rock solid in net. Well, Linus was amazing in the first period uh, and really kept their head above water. Too many breakaways from the Bruins. The last two games, Jeremy Swayman had to make a few as well in Ottawa yeah. early in the first. But, but no, it was an impressive win yesterday, and the fact that, that that's a tough schedule to come out, having to fly both days, having to play on the days back to back, and just grinding through it. So for them to find a way, and I thought they did a good job defensively, um, just parking the bus a little bit and being conservative. And when they, you know, when they can get away with playing that way and still having guys chip in and Patrice scoring a big tip goal. The power play wasn't that good, but they, again, they found a way through all of those things, and and that's what just makes this team so so impressive and, and so good. Because those two win two games basically are like just get them off the schedule. Let's get these two games off the schedule, win or lose, get them out of here. So now we're 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 too closer to the end, and and to get three points out of them was was solid. Razor, as negative media, we tend to say, oh, you know. What could derail the Bruins, or what do they need to be better at? I feel like everybody's always asking you those things. How about we just ask the low-hanging fruit simple question? As a hockey analyst, what's the most impressive aspect of the Boston Bruins right now? The most impressive is the, their ability to, to play different ways, like the game last night, different than a high-flying game that they locked it down. Their discipline to play that way uh, or whatever, play the way that it takes to win. And, and I think we even saw that in Ottawa the other day. They didn't win, but but they had 27 shots in the third, and, and they didn't do it with complete razzle-dazzle. They just kind of put their heads down and, and got pucks in and, and outworked the other team. So for me, it's the, the, the two biggest things are their ability to play all different ways in, in a disciplined matter and their depth. And that's what allows them to play that way. So I'm not sure what comes first, but but their depth, their ability to roll over four lines, the way Nosek, Felino, Greer, Smith have played on the fourth line, Taylor Hall and Charlie Coyle and Frederick on the third. I mean, that is such a tough matchup for any team in the NHL to match up against. And we're not even talking about the top six. So it's an impressive group of forwards, and not to mention the best goalie in the league and then two of the top defense in the league, too. It's, it's well-balanced. Andrew Razor Raycroft joins us here on the Midday Show, Thursdays at 11 a.m. on the Harbor One Hotline. Okay, but let me flip the script on that. What is your biggest concern, even though the Bruins are dominating the NHL, the hottest start they've gotten off to in franchise history, what is your biggest concern? I know last night there was some sloppy puck handling by Pasta. You said the night before, some breakaways and some fast breaks that uh, the Swayman had to get get in the way of. That was a tough night for him between the pipes. What's your biggest concern about the team right now? Well, I think the, the, the two things I, they, they're focusing on and need to continue to get better, and this is all just we're looking all the way ahead into playoff time, right? Like there, nothing's concerning the next couple months. What well, you're looking now, okay, how does, how does the game change come playoff time? And, and first and foremost, it's five-on-five five scoring. So the Bruins need to continue to do a better job of finding high-danger opportunities five-on-five. Five. Um, their power play hasn't been good the last – week and a half but prior to that it was bailing them out in certain games you're not going to get as many power plays in the playoffs and so so they need to continue that five on five holding on to pucks but then finding 
the high danger opportunities, being able to create a little bit more. Even that tip last night from Bergeron, more goals like that five on five at the end of the season is, is going to drag you through playoff series and then getting puck out of the zone. Their breakouts can need to continue to be cleaner. It needs to be, I, I still feel like they're sinking at times, which is causing some of these mm-hmm. giveaways still not all on the same page. And, and that's going to be a work in order here the next couple months where they just go back and they know they all know exactly where the puck's going and, and how to seamlessly get out of the zone. I know off-ice issues derailed his coaching career the first time, but is Jim Montgomery different now? We all often talk about coaches in their second uh, go-round in the head job. Aside from the personal issues that he took care of, is he is he a different coach now? Like, what is he doing to push all the right buttons? Well, if, if he's talked about how he's a little different in 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 a couple ways in positivity. And we certainly know that is one thing that this group was desiring after the last couple of years behind the bench is that positivity, that, that extra, you know, make a bad play. No big deal. Make a play. No, no, you don't need to be yelled at. You don't need to be told, you know it and let's move on and get better from it. And then, and he also talked about just because of his personal struggles and what he went through he has a little more empathy for for the personal side of things and I think when players feel like they're cared for and you can get I mean we've we've been yelled at since we were four years old that's never an issue for hockey players we we understand that we're we can handle the yelling it's when you're getting yelled at but you also feel like the coach doesn't care uh, what's going on at home or what's going on on the ice or the slump you're in but when you get that and, and you can really be coached, you, you really open up the door to, to, to tell you what you need to have done if you feel like he's going to do what's best for you and the team. And, and I think he's done a great job with that. He's always been a winner, but it seems as though he, because of what he's gone through, he, he has a better understanding of, of the off-ice, the, the personal side of things for the players. The Razor, Andrew Raycroft, joins us here middays Thursday on WEEI via the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, in just a little while, Razor, we're going to do our 10 biggest storylines in Boston sports in 2022. Bruins-wise, uh, just take a guess as to how many storylines you think, or just offer up how many different Bruins storylines you think would make that top 10, and what would you say was probably the biggest Bruins storyline for the Boston mm. sports scene this past year? Well, so I'll put I'll put Bergeron and Krejci together. Those two guys signing again was was a big story. I think that having them up in the air for a little while caused that. Uh, Cassidy getting fired was was a really big story. More so for the timing of it, it, it came out of nowhere, so that that caused a lot of drama. Um, I'm assuming Mitch Miller would be in there, unfortunately. Um, and then uh, just the run that they've been on the last three months, being the best team and being unbeaten at home. So I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're not pounding four Bruins stories in the top ten, but I would say those <laughs> are the four top ones um, from, from the Bruins' point of view. So let's say the first two that I mentioned in the top ten. Okay, I just want to – I'm not going to go complete spoiler because we're going to do the bit starting at 12 until 1.30, but you got two honorable mentions and a top tenner in there. Nice job. Okay, there you go. Not bad. Three out of four. Yeah. Not bad. Not so bad. let's revisit the firing because you said came out of nowhere, and, and it did. So revisionist history would be like, oh yeah, obviously, what a great move! Like the <laughs> the players have responded to it. What did you think was going to happen at the time? What was your uh, prediction of how it would play out? 
Well, I, th- I thought it was on the table, uh, I, and, and there was zero info inside from that. But once two weeks passed, three weeks passed of the season, I was like, oh, okay, they're, they're going to they're gonna run it back. Whatever is going on, they've, they've kind of sorted out with the DeBrusques and, and the other players in the world that, that weren't completely pumped. So that's what was the biggest surprising factor for me is just the fact that it, they, they took that long to deliberate and think about it and talk about it and, and obviously those conversations led them to that. So um, the revisionist history, is I, I felt like they needed to change. And only because six years in the National Hockey League, listening to the same voice it is a lot. There hasn't been a lot of player turnover. So when there's not a lot of player turnover and no coach turnover, it just gets stale. So I felt like it would have it was okay. It, it wasn't a negative thing. It doesn't mean Bruce Cassidy was a bad coach. And and obviously, it's worked out really well because they were able to get Jim Montgomery. They could have, they could have picked the wrong coach, but but they were lucky enough, and they did enough due diligence to know that this was the, and it's it's the rest is history now. This is what we do because it's this time of year as well. We'll wrap up with this one, Andrew. Uh, so New Year's resolution time. You get to pick a New Year's resolution for the Boston Bruins as they try to make their way back to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're pretty comfortable with them making the playoffs, I think, at this point. And hopefully the finals where they have some unfinished business left on the ice. So a New Year's resolution or two for the Bruins heading into 2023. Well, first and foremost is health and happiness. If they can continue to dodge bullets and, and there's going to be a couple of nicks and, and things down the stretch, but no major injuries. That's first and foremost. And then it's so, that's such a tough question with this group now because they're they're really good and they're really there's nothing that you're is glaring that they really need but what they're going to need for a long playoff run is one or two more forwards one or two more defensemen that can really play that can really chip in that can really fit in with this group and understand that they're NHLers they're a big part of a Stanley Cup winning crew but they're not going to play every night and and that's going to be the challenge for Don Sweeney and the organization to find those guys out in the league that are here but to really take a step back from whatever role they've been playing already. So those are my two, health and happiness and, and lots of depth because they, if you're going to play four rounds of playoffs, you're going to need it. And maybe, yeah, and maybe they could actually sign their own guy like uh, David Posternow. Oh, yeah, that guy too. Yeah, I, 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 I think I've put that back in the back of my head where I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just going to let this thing ride and, and hopefully be pleasantly surprised one morning when, when he's got an eight-year you know, $90 million contract in the bank. Yeah, it's worked out well with the Red Sox to let it ride. Have you heard of that Xander Bogarts guy? Um, Razor, I haven't heard. (laughs) Before we let you go, uh, we have a texter that wants to remind us as fill-ins that you have a certain shtick on this show when you're here with the regulars. Uh, So the 603 says, don't forget to ask Razor who goes in the tickle trunk, please. So who's in the tickle trunk? I'm going to put, I'm going to go with Brad Marchand. I think Brad Marchand is is close to really breaking out. He hasn't really hit his five-on-five scoring stride. He's incredible on the power play and his ability to find vision. But I think he's getting closer to getting back to those edge work, that grinding the puck out of the corner. And whenever he gets going here, when he gets one or two, he's really going to go on a heater. So I'm going to motivate him by putting him in that tickle trunk, and and I'm going to take a lot of credit for it in the next 10 days when when he really takes off. Perfect. So, Marshy's in the tickle trunk. Let's sign pasta. Maybe a couple of forwards next year, and good health and happiness to all. What a what a great note. What a what an opposite of the way Boston sports dialogue has been going. Kind of call to bring to the show at the tail end of the year. Razor, thank you so much. You can follow him 
on Twitter at Andrew Raycroft, where he cheers for his Bruins, analyzes hockey like no other in town. And of course, Thursdays at 11 o'clock here on the Midday Show. Uh, have a great rest of your year, brother. Happy New Year to you and yours, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. Health and happiness, like I said, for, for you and your families. And enjoy the classic. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. Yeah, we hope to like today. It'll be awesome. Yeah, and uh, Razor's going to be with Gresh and Company uh, from 10 to 2, I believe, on January 2nd in advance of the Winter Classic at Fenway. Of course, you're going to watch that with the volume down and listen to Fitzy and Hart on the afternoon show. Of course, that's how it's going to Oh, yeah, I'll have it on in the studio, 100%. <laughs> oh, I like ending interviews on a good laugh. Razor, take care of yourself, brother. Be good, man. You got it. Take care, guys. Razor Raycroft is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, by John Seward and Drain Cleaning. I like how Andy Hart had to laugh over both of them. You caught me on that one. You, you got me there. See, every now and again, by yep. D'Angelo's Grilled Sandwiches, by Brennan's Smoke Shop, and, of course, he was on the Harbor One Hotline. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Load up your Pat's questions, complaints, grouses, and more. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Dan, what would you think of Mac Jones' hit on Eli Apple? It's obviously getting a lot of attention, and he's starting to get a reputation here. Do you think it's deserved? Um, I mean, perception is reality, you know, and, and I don't know Mac, um, but you can't constantly have plays that look a certain way and think that people are not going to start to um, form an opinion on what type of person and or player you are in those moments. Um, I like that Mac lives on the edge. He has to to be successful. He has to be one of those ultra-competitive guys. Um, I can't judge his character, and I can't judge his intent, but I can tell you that you know you have to be aware of what how some things look and um, if you're okay with it or you don't care, then that's fine. But if, if that's an important thing to you, of what people think about you as a person when it comes to that stuff, then he, it's something that he's going to have to start paying attention a little to, a, a little bit more to, for sure. 
ESPN football analyst Dan Orlovsky, as he does each and every Wednesday, joining the afternoon show yesterday with Christian Arcan and Kyrie Thompson, discussing the Mac Jones hit on Eli Apple that has, dare I say, sent ripples, if not shockwaves? Waves. Maybe waves. not full shockwaves, yeah, not but shock. waves throughout Pat's Nation and the NFL. Labeled a dirty hit helping Mac Jones not establish a reputation as a dirty player. I think Andy Hart believes further cement his reputation in the NFL as a bit of a cheap shot artist and a dirty player. This is the Midday Show on WEI. Your old pals Fitzy and Hart, the Six Rings podcast hosts, here with you until 2 o'clock today. This, like, days later, people are still talking. Like, we're now half, we're, we're through the recap of the Bengals game, Andy. We are now well, like, we're on to Miami. It's fish season, dolphin time, whatever you want to say. We're looking forward to that game. We're not looking about that. Looking back to that game anymore. It's Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're still talking about the fact that Mac is developing a reputation as a dirty player. Well, everybody is still talking about it because you know he has his press conference yesterday, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, it is a dirty hit because it's going to cost him eleven thousand dollars. So the NFL is stamping it with, "That's not okay." Did he get the FedEx yet? Uh, he will. I, I mean, I don't know if he has. And he said, he even a- answered a question yesterday about whether he would appeal, and he said he'll leave that to the people around him. So he's aware he's being fined. And I think the interesting thing here for me is, like, Matthew Slater defended him kind of as a human being. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's saying he's a bad person. No. He's a dirty player. Right. When, as, as Orlovsky says, when you put together a series of actions on tape mm-hmm. in the sport of football, you're going to be judged on those. Good, mm-hmm. bad, plays, playmaker, like whatever. And he has a series of them. We talked about the slides against the Bears where he goes, tie Cobb, cleats high, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, you're going to catch one in the nuts if you tr- come near me. Okay. Maybe that's sending a message. I don't know. Maybe he does it intentionally to make sure people don't come anywhere near, near him. Maybe it's protecting Maybe he doesn't want to get hit. Exactly. So maybe it's it's something like that. You have the Brian Burns thing, which remember, I think the Burns case study from last year, the mm-hmm. ankle where he thought he was a dirty guy. If you recall, they became buddies during joint practices. They were like smiling and hugging. And it's like Brian Burns realized, oh, he's not an a-hole when you talk to him. It's just when he has your ankle in his arms. He's, like, just, he's an on-field a-hole, not right. an off-field a-hole. So. I, I think that's probably who Mac is. I don't think he goes into games thinking, if I see Eli Apple and I'm taking his knees out, he freaks out in the moment and he did something dirty. Now, there was someone who said earlier this week that Eli Apple is a notorious trash talker. So? So, so pretty but, sure your mom taught you sticks and stones will break my bones. But So he can talk crap doesn't mean you can dive at his knees. And I don't want I any defenders. I can't believe it was retaliatory. I, I don't either. No, I think it's heat of the moment. He just did it. And that's what I think he does in all of these situations. And he has, it's become the common comparison. And I said it when I was watching it with my son. It's Grayson Allen. Like you start, I don't oh. know whether Grayson Allen is a dink or not, a good guy or a bad guy. His actions are dink. His on court actions at Duke, certainly. I don't think he's had as many in the NBA. I think he's kind of turned a corner a little bit. He's not as relevant, that's why, because he was a star at Duke and he was a star in the NCAA. Right, tournament. but if he were still doing these things, yep. we have enough sports center clips, internet, they would be more they would be promoted. And so, there are some teammates and, and opponents that would probably police that pretty well in the yeah, NBA. One of the biggest teammates on the planet named Giannis, <laughs> who seems like a nice fellow and might not appreciate those types of things. Correct. Although he threw a forearm shiver that was dirty into the back of Jalen Brown on Christmas night, but that's a different topic for a different day. 
like that's just competitive contact. Is it? Mm, is it? It's a non basketball. But you also have a hair across your plank for Giannis. You Hate do him. not like Giannis. He's overrated. See, that's what it is. You just don't like Greek people. I don't think that's what I said. <laughs> I don't think I have a conscious or unconscious bias towards Greek people. Um, but the, the actions are dirty. That doesn't mean we believe the person is dirty. No. Mac just has to be careful. And I'm, I'm with Orlovsky. If you tell me, I can have one of two people. Andy, you can have one of two people. One guy who's super nice, never comes anywhere near the line, like never mind crossing it in the National Football League. I'll offer you an absolute sweetheart or... Or the guy that... Really comes close to the line, occasionally takes a full step past the line, and is just going to do whatever he thinks in the heat of the competitive moment to try to win a football game. Who am I taking? Give me the competitor every time. Okay, so you can times. have me or you can have you. You'll take you 10 times out of 10. I'll take me 10 times out of 10. Yeah, like you need that. Football is a violent growth. Yeah. You know what bothered me the most? Before we get to his answer yesterday, he first addressed this. On Monday, with the afternoon guys, Christian Arcand and whoever it was, was Mark with him. Dondero. Yep. Okay, Mark Dondero. And, bit, and this was the same day where he addressed it, and then like an hour and a half later, Matthew Slater had to address right. it. Right. But he said, blah, 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 I didn't intend to hurt anybody, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, and I get hit too, you know. Oh, yeah. oh don't, do don't that. borrow that from Bill. Oh, don't do awful, that. Like Awful. Stay hey, you know, away people from say that. racist things to me too. Right. That doesn't no, make it okay. It, it doesn't. So I thought he was fine saying... I don't intend to hurt anybody, blah, 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 like all that. But don't bring, because the reality is you actually don't really get hit. You get hit less than anybody on the field. People aren't allowed to touch you anywhere. It, that's because you play that position. And if anything, Mac, dare I say, you run yourself into contact more often than not because your pocket awareness, be it Patricia's fault or not this year, has taken a major step back. Yeah, he took notes from uh, Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl against the Rams. Remember oh. when he had that end around? It the was like, ear holding go that left. Malcolm Jenkins dropped on him? No, 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 forget that. The one where it was an end around where go left, you get a first down. Go right, you get a first down. But if you go straight and jump your groin into the guy's face, he tackles you. And he and you chose don't get a first down. The yeah. third option. He yes. was so geeked up for that game. I don't know how many five-hour energies he chugged before the Super Bowl. Or if he just couldn't handle the you know competitive excitement, but we like couldn't. talk about a moment being bigger Chicken than with his the, head the cut off running around, <laughs> literally trying to leapfrog someone and then trying too hard to make another play and getting concussed on the hit from Jenkins. Like that, that taint was just the best a way to get a first brutal down. series of events. No, it is not okay. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Probably we should listen to what to Max said about the narrative that he is a dirty player. Yeah, I think. Obviously, that's a big part of it is everybody you know, has an opinion. And the biggest thing for me is just focus on being the best teammate I can be and earning the respect of the people in this building um, and the people I care about. So obviously, I have respect for everybody around the league. And it takes a lot to get to this league. Um, and you know, I know there's really good players out there. And we're all playing hard and trying to win. So um, at the end of the day, you have to keep that in mind. It's, it's a game. And um, you want to just have fun and enjoy it and compete against each other. And that's something that I've always done. And I know. My teammates appreciate that about me. So excited for the opportunity this week. I um, think obviously a great team we get to go against and another opportunity. You don't know how many more you're going to get with this group of guys. And that's what it's all about is the players in our locker room and on our team. So excited. Um, great day of practice today. And obviously need to build on it and stack up these days. Translation, I haven't dived. Yeah. Open. Dived Dove. at my teammates' knees, so they think I'm clean. <laughs> right, but otherwise, uh, it's just the heat of the moment. It's uh, the competitive nature of the game. Like he's not like I-, I think in large part. I do think there was a reactionary element in that play to Mac uh, responding basically to the massive criticism 
which should have been directed at Patricia and Belichick and Ramondre and Jacoby for the play at the end of the Vegas games. Like, come on, Mac, stop Chandler Jones. Don't get face palmed into the earth forever. Don't get buried. Don't get tombstoned by a guy who just picked off an ill-advised 30-yard lateral. I mean, it was a bad look. Then I think he's dirtier than I just talked about. Because if it was premeditated, then it's dirtier. I do think that there was okay. a response. I do think there then was he's a dirtier than I thought he nature. was. Because I thought he just saw a guy flash and was like instinct. Oh, ugh. if it if it were any sort of thought process related to a week earlier he, against Eli the Apple Raiders, was ten yards behind Tyquan Thornton, who's chasing the ball carrier. Yeah, I think um, I, obviously no, but you know, I, I went down in front of him to kind of get in the way to stop him from slowing down Tyquan, who obviously could make the tackle there. So just kind of went down in front of him and um, trying to stop a fast guy. Kind of went down illegal. in front of him. You, you, You're right not allowed to dive into people's knees. Yeah. And that's it. The only place you can do the cut blocks now are at the line of scrimmage. Like, everybody's banned from doing those And cut eventually blocks. those will be gone, too. Probably. And and yet, I just don't understand. So, I'd like to think it wasn't premeditated in terms of, oh, people said I was soft because Chandler Jones mushed me into the turf in Vegas. Like, I, I hope that wasn't part of it. I hope it was just like a guy flashed out of the court because he's chasing mm-hmm. and then he kind of comes across like just flashed and it like instinct was like oh go low don't get hit like right whatever turtle and stand like, up man I'd, up well you know what he only, all he had guy. to do is just stand up and do the thing where you run by with your hands in the air and just right. basically like don't set get him called up. for clipping yeah. right oh, no, no no i'm just in the way i'm not doing anything here if anything maybe I, eli apple hits him and you get a penalty there do we call that by the way do do they call clipping anymore or is it now just a legal block in the back uh, I, I feel think they actually say. I, I don't feel like I, I hear clipping anymore. No, I don't think they. I miss when they called it. I like when they called it clipping. That's a total Fourier uh, squirrel moment. Squirrel moment just, aside, I'm just gonna have an old man. I moment like right clipping. There. You know what? You I know. miss the good old days when they used to call it clipping. Yeah, I liked it when they when they would say he was giving them the business down there in the grass. So okay, I, I want to take this the next step. If you believe that mm-hmm. Mac. His actions against Eli Apple were tied to the Raiders game, and Go his on. inactions mm-hmm. against Chandler Jones. Will defenders' actions in the future against Mac be tied into his actions against Eli Apple, Brian Burns, and others? For example, like will they Vis-a-vis. maybe cross the line, maybe take an extra poke, jab, whatever you now or they gotta like, be oh, careful. He's like the sack is over. Whoa, there's um, you know, uh Wilkins uh, Christian right. Christian Wilkins uh pile driving Mac into the turf, the, doing a fireman suplex. The fraternity of defensive Correct. players, could they now they have to be super careful with their little extra mustard because he's a quarterback and if he throws a finger in the air, they'll throw fifteen yard penalty on you. But- Ninety nine of the defense, F three tackle the quarterback, he's giving them business down there. <laughs> great on the Perfect. throwback Thursday, the single Perfect. greatest call by a referee in the history of football. Will they give Mac Jones the business Absolutely. more often moving forward? I think you know what? I think because of this reputation he's developing, because he plays for the Patriots because he's a quarterback, because he's under Belichick, and because he's got that ew demeanor. I think a lot of people kind of mocked him in the NFL for the response that he had, and I'm sure all of us would have probably been in the same amount of pain if Calais Campbell just sat on our ankle. I think Mac got trolled something wicked, a wicked high troll kid. Remember when he was getting carried down the tunnel and the that video leaked out, I think, through Boston Sports Journal or something like that? he looked like, like Nancy oh, Kerrigan? Oh, <laughs> why, why? Why? Ah, well, I'm sure I've got a. I had a grade three sprain once. I cried like that for two days. It was awful, excruciating, excruciating pain. But I remember. Why, why, There's an audio. Why, that's, that's, that's that's Mac at the stadium after yeah. the Ravens game. Glad we had that audio. 
Boy, this is going to make for one awkward introduction when you and I have to possibly interview him at the Mac, stadium. Mac, big fan. Mac, <laughs> Mac, first time, long time. So, how's the ankle? What is that? <laughs> Easy. I want to sound nothing like the guy that I sound like right now. So, you are the quarterback. Tell me more. Uh, yeah. Like, I think, I think you're right. I think there are going to be some guys that are like, you're a pretty boy. You play for the Patriots. Belichick's your coach. You're pulling the Brady routine. I saw what you did with Eli Apple. I saw what you tried to do with Brian Burns, whatever. I don't care to get to know you. Wham! Poke! Like, it's going to be a little three, a little more than a Three Stooges routine. Absolutely. And he brings it upon himself to some level. It's also been brought to my attention. Thank you, text line, that Grayson Allen actually committed a uh, questionable action last night against DeMar DeRozan. See? He came off like a screen where he had a little contact. He took advantage of the contact to keep running and throw a forearm into DeMar DeRozan. Why would you ever, who would want to, in their right mind, throw a Tito Santana flying forearm Okay, a little into much. Don't DeMar, No, off the top rope. What is this, the Can-Am connection again? <laughs> a hitman heart. Jim the Anvil picks him up. No, why would you want him, like, DeMar DeRozan? There's someone like. he's Grayson Allen. He can't help himself, just like Matt can't help it's, himself. It's, there's that, like, Marshanism. They, they white like, out they're, for they're, a minute. Their Pedroyaism, yes. if you will. They just turn into that competitive little. But you got to watch that. I have a little bit of it in me. Do you? Yeah. Do you turn into that guy? Is there on-field, off-field Andy? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Yeah? Yeah. Because you, you treat me just as horribly off the air as you do on the well, that's air. That's different. That's personal. <laughs> I know when I'm doing that. But I think I have a little bit of this. And people have, I went to a girls' high school basketball game the other day. You could have just ended with, I went to a girls' high school. No. Okay. And a girl was on the floor, and this big center from the other team absolutely stepped on the back of the girl's leg. Like, you could see her, like, stride further than you'd normally have to stride to just put her sneaker, like, right on her hammy and just go, oh, did I step on you? And it was like a Grayson Allen, Matt Jones moment. Was it called? Absolutely not. And you're in the stands just going like, go get her, girl. No. She was on the other team that I was rooting for. But, uh, like, those people, I think it's an – I've seen people do it at first base. Close play at first. Have you ever seen? So the first baseman stretched out. The runner will step on the back of the ankle or the foot of the first baseman intentionally. I've seen kids do it. And to me, it is nature, not nurture. You're wired a certain way that the competitive juices boil over into – if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Like he's that. dirty. Dirty player, man. I don't respect guys like that. <laughs> Thank you, Draymond Green. Says the old <laughs> knee to the groin. Yeah, it says the old karate kick right to Stephen Adams' coin purse. Uh, Back to the phones we go. People have opinions on the topics we discuss. John is in Fall River. How are you, John? John. John. <laughs> dirty John. What did I do? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, John? Hey. No, um, you guys talking about the Mac Jones said I mean or 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 block. Yeah. You, so you call you call him a dirty player. What are you talking about? By today's uh wimpified standards? Yep. Yeah, I guess probably. Yeah, by the rules block. of the game that he but, plays. But I, I just think he's competitive, you know? Right. Twenty years ago you weren't even talking about that. Okay, but it's twenty twenty two. You wouldn't even be talking about that as a dirty play. Yeah, but it's uh, now. I, I agree I with you. Like, the game's getting softer and softer. I just reported. I'm gonna call with everything else going on. You guys are gonna call a dirty player now on top of everything else. Yeah, because um, he is. I just don't agree with it. 
All right, thanks, John. Thank you, John. John actually agrees with us, but he doesn't know it because the year is 2022. And things have changed. There are a lot of things, Andy, that I probably would have said if I were a fill-in radio show host or anyone who was on the air 20 years ago that would now get me barred from the radio. Absolutely. Or if you go back to, like, the old days of the Pistons and Celtics just throwing haymakers on the floor and then, like— literally treating it like a last-man Quick 20-second timeout, and then they go back to playing. And if you you had any of that now, there would be investigations and suspensions and, you know, careers might end— it's a different world. You actually have to play by the rules of now, not by the rules of when you think it was a better world or better game or better sport. So by today's rules, I think John agrees with us. Mm-hmm. The wussification He's of the just NFL, ang- that John was dirty. Is, John is angry about the wussification of the league right now, or so he believes, and that standards have softened yeah. over the years. Understandably so. And, and you, you know, know who benefits large- from those? Mac Jones. Qu- quarterbacks. The dirty old Mac Jones. And you know who we have to blame for a lot of that? The New England Patriots. Tom Brady. You're welcome, NFL. You're welcome, football fans. You're welcome, everybody. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. More of your Patriots calls and thoughts. 12 o'clock, high noon. Andy Hart and I reveal the 10 biggest moments in Boston sports 2022 here on WEEI. 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 New England sports original. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. I know the ultimate air drum song is in the air tonight by Phil Collins, but like oh, those yeah, that's beats true. before Even highway that. to the highway to the danger zone. Like if you don't do like, I mean, if you don't play those five notes in the air, do you even Maverick, bro? Uh, great movie, not good. Great movie. It, best of the year should be the first action film that wins best picture. I, I like. I'm not in your world. I didn't go to film school. Now, see, and I don't why do we have to movies? make it like that? Why can't we just appreciate the fact that I have a background in fine arts and production and I was able to take that and flush it down the toilet and work in sports? Right exactly. Now. Same. Putting my Tufts University education to great use. Really? Um, but no, that movie, just in terms of pure, like, good movie, you leave it, like, mm-hmm. it was awesome. There's some other excellent films from this past year, but to me, it is a clear, like I saw Rich on the Hashtag Dork Podcast, one of the many excellent podcasts available at WEI.com, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, and wherever good podcasts are found. Rich and Ryan Davey of the Hashtag Dork Podcast put out their top ten films of the year. Neither of them chose Top Gun Maverick as number one. No, I and disagree. one of them did not even have it, I believe, Rich. in their list. Okay, I knew Davey one of them. had it in the top five, at he, least. Yeah, three, four in that area, and I was yeah. like, okay, I'm with him, clearly. Yeah. Because, for example, Black Panther. Watched what? that. Wakanda Forever. Was just fine. Like, it was fine. Was it but 50% I didn't, of the first one? Um, I would argue no. I know a lot of people loved it and thought it was better, but the, the different feeling I had leaving Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Maverick, like, Maverick I left like, that was awesome. I'd sit down right now, start over, watch I it again. I said the same thing when that I That tells left me the it's theater. good. I don't care about anything else. And they they masterfully kind of wove in. Oh, all the member berries and nostalgia that without you needed from over the, the top. Without being cloying and over the top. Right. 
And the fact that it was not so CGI-centric and you were actually watching real planes doing real stunts with real humans flying them made it all the more really exciting. Yes. Okay. Now let's move on to us bullying Mac Jones. All right. Let's move on to the next topic. Which forever are you more into, Wakanda or Foxborough? 617779. Oh, Wakanda's way better. <laughs> Foxborough forever is some, falling on its face. We could use some vibranium right about now. A lot of deep references. Hope you guys are keeping up. Bob is down in Plymouth. Plymouth is a wonderful community. And hopefully Bob is a wonderful caller. Hi, Bob. Hi. How are you doing? Doing well today, sir. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And you know what? I'm a long-term, uh, you know, listener to WEI, and I get up early. And I'm a retired guy. I listen to it all day long. But we love you. Appreciate you. Know, you. you know something? If if Mac was my son, you know, and I got two daughters, and you know, one's in her twenties. If if Mac was my son, I'd I'd be like I'd, I'd be waiting for you outside just to punch you both in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very violent. Think, think about the one. Oh, wait. Let's go talk about violence okay what you're talking about mac for crying out loud don't don't you think that's bullying no i don't no well, actually sir as someone who grew up in the south shore and was bullied on the regular for several years this is about as far from bullying as possible oh get out come on gee whiz i mean this guy he can't turn the radio on a wei and listen to you guys i mean without feeling like uh you know I mean, come on. He's, so, he's a human being first, right? So, yes, which part is bullying? Where, where exactly did the bullying begin? What is the uh, well, evidence it, it, of bullying? You know something? It doesn't even start with you guys. It starts at 6 o'clock in the morning nowadays, for crying out loud. I mean, get off Matt. We got some – the Celtics are doing incredible, right? The Bruins are doing incredible. And what, do I, what am I listening to? I'm listening to Matt. All right, Bob, let me just tell you, Bob, first of all, in addition to the fact that, um, and I'm not I'm not doing the whole, like, hang up on you and say thanks for the call. Like, I'll keep you on for a second. I just want to let you know, in addition to the fact that Andy and I are Patriots sort of first because, well, that's what we do as the host of the Six Rings podcast and the postgame show and okay. everything else. If you combine the viewership of the most popular Red Sox game of the year, the most popular hockey game of the year, not just Bruins, the most popular NHL game of the year, and the biggest, most watched Christmas Day NBA game. Those three audiences combined don't even make up the audience size of the garbage Rams versus Broncos game on Christmas Day. And this is also the Patriots country where we just happen to be possessed and obsessed by all things Pats because we're a little dismayed at the state of the team and Pats Nation on the whole. So you can understand why that's what we end up focusing on the most. It, and I agree with you. Look, I, you know, I, I'm in my late 60s and I've been a Patriots fan forever. I, I go back before they even had a stadium, and I used to watch their games, and they, or, or be, there was blackouts because they didn't sell out, and I followed the team. But I, I can't ever remember, you know, a, a, a person getting beat up as much as Mac is. It's just, I don't know. It, you know, I'm sorry to say it. It's just, uh, it's, it's negative, negative, negative. You know something, and I, I'm not even going to say, like, somebody else who just, you know, got, uh, you know, who's leaving WEI uh, had the same kind of like approach towards the the, the, the meet. So you think Mac has had a good year? It's not about that. Oh, I thought we were doing sports talk radio. What is it about? It's about look the the, the Patriots that they're not the uh, you know uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars of the last couple of years. Okay, now the Jags are going to you know, make the playoffs. And it's I know this year they are. Yeah, and the you Patriots know, but, aren't. So you know, what's your point? My, my point is, is they're not like an 0 and 16, 17 team. They're not like a 2 and 15 team. They're, 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 it's, and it's not just Mac. 
No, no he is it, the. You realize that football is about quarterbacks. It's, it's and Bob, the reality I do appreciate of the National the call. Football Thank League. you very much. You also realize it's the penultimate week of the football season. We're in the early stages of hockey and basketball. Here I was going to call it second to last, and you went penultimate. Good penultimate job. week Good of job. the football season. So I feel like in, in other sports, for example, Mutt's favorite sport. Love you, Mutt. Pour one out Gambling. my homie. Down the stretch they come. Uh, Don't they say racing, that? Yeah. And down the stretch they come. D- does anybody go, and into the first pole they come? No, you get excited when they come down, down the stretch. In the first pole, here they come down the, the stretch. The race is almost over. Hot. The voice goes up. Right. The energy goes up. So we are coming down the home stretch of the yes. football season. We have just passed the final furlong. Here we go. Like the, yes. the final pole. Here we go. Down the stretch they come. Basketball and hockey. Faces. We are whipping each other in the ass, doing everything possible to try to get the win and take home the prize and then be able to go to stud and and what that's what happens these horses win these races then they get paid millions of dollars to yeah, do the others get huh? shot <laughs> well, I prefer to stud, go to so you better win that's called motivation now you win the, the race NFL, you go to stud you lose the race you go to glue forget relegation if you either went to stud or got shot in the nfl that would definitely make sure all 32 teams try all 17 games long okay so i was actually with uh, what was his name bob from Plymouth. bob didn't care for Bob Why? at all. Not Listen, gonna lie to you. I, it was like uh, first. I'm not all, sure his timeline works. Either. He wanted Didn't to give he say a, he was sixty. He wanted to sock us. I in followed the nose. them before they had a stadium. Did you? That doesn't seem to marry up with a timeline. I don't know. Yeah, that would be like so. He was seven years old when they were playing at Fenway. Yeah, uh, right. close. Okay, we'll see. Anyway, when he said, "If I had a son, I didn't. I had two daughters." And by the way, we're not always negative. There is like. This is what we run into, and we got to catch a break, and then we're going to start our top ten list in a second. But this is what we keep running into, the why can't you guys appreciate them for what they did versus just acknowledging the reality we are currently mired in. Like, I appreciate all of it. My God, I get ridiculed and poked and trolled all the time. But you live in the past. Well, you know who told me to live? in love with the Patriots. No, no, no. Mac Jones himself tells me it's very important each and every week to live where my feet are. Where my feet are, are following a 7-8 and eight football team that is in a must-win situation that has crapped away, kicked away, and fumbled away two games that could have altered the picture of their season. And Bob in Plymouth with your daughters, if Mac was my son, I would have had a conversation post-game about, what are you doing? That's our family name, McCorkle. That's, that's yeah. not what I... I've had that conversation with my son millions of times. Like, you can be good and competitive and, like, push the line, be the most. And I've said, we don't do that. We do not do what you did in the fourth quarter. We do not do. And that that's what a parent should do. Now get a parent shouldn't say, that's my boy. I'm going to wait outside the radio station where they do sports talk radio. And they noted that he went three of 31 in the game. And I'm going to punch them right in the mouth. Well, that's not parenting. That's enabling. Bob, you're an enabler. I'm a parent. Wow. Thank you. 617. 779-7937. When we come back, top of the hour, Andy Hart and I ba, 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 introduce to you our list of the top 10 sports moments in Boston 2022. Can't wait to hear how much you guys disagree with this list. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on the Midday Show on WEEI. Six Rings Post Game Show. What's up, Pats fans? Fitzy here, reminding you to join me and Andy Hart on New Year's Day, immediately following Dolphins and Patriots for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Can the Patriots squish the fish and keep their postseason dreams alive? Or will Tua keep his undefeated record against Bill Belichick and company intact? Whether we celebrate or commiserate, we do it together. The Six Rings Post Game Show, live right after Dolphins and Patriots on EEI. The Six Rings Post Game Show with Fitzy and Hart. The Six Rings Post Game Show is 
is co-sponsored by Zooty, by New England Recovery Center in Westboro, by your local New England Kubota tractor dealers, by Northeast Electrical, by Catches Law Group, and by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.